0: Welcome to the Coaching Edge podcast. I'm your host, Wendy McCallum, a seasoned and successful life coach. Every other Monday, I share my hard-earned wisdom from well over a decade of coaching so you can avoid the mistakes I've made. I provide practical and inspiring bite-sized strategies, coach stories, and thought-provoking conversations with industry experts about the business of coaching. If you're craving the freedom and joy that comes from building a profitable and fulfilling coaching practice, you're in the right place. Now let's get down to business. Hello there. Welcome back to the Coaching Edge. I am your host, Wendy McCallum, and I'm excited to be here today with this topic. This is something that I'm always banging on about, and it felt like a really obvious topic for a short episode on this podcast. Uh, If you haven't listened to the previous episodes of this podcast, go back and listen to those. I'm going to be referring to some of the topics that I've just sort of touched on before, but in a lot more detail today. So, what we're going to talk about today is what I like to call how to market old school. So really this, it's like a return to what was happening pre-pandemic. So if you can think back to before the pandemic, how we were doing business and marketing and how different that might feel from how things have been for the last couple of years where everything has has kind of transferred over to online. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going back to more in-person, face-to-face, personalized marketing. And the reason this is important and especially important in the early months and years of building a coaching practice is because social media, while it is a fabulous marketing tool and can be incredibly helpful in uh, both building your, your profile and your audience, but also in booking paying clients is a slow grow. So it takes a while to build that because you have to build what we call the like no trust factor. People need to get to know you. Whatever type of coaching you do, chances are it involves some pretty intimate and personal stuff for your clients. It's not the type of thing that they're talking about all over the place all the time. I know that as a burnout and alcohol coach, those are two topics that women don't talk about very often. And to expect someone to see like one post from me on social media and then book a discovery call or just immediately, you know, inquire about one on one coaching with me is just completely unrealistic. People need to get to know me, like me, trust me before they're even going to think about sharing any of their secrets with me. So that's something to think about. Social media is awesome. Do it, keep working on it. But know that it is a slow build. And while you might luck into a couple of clients right out of the gate through social media, if you're doing the work on there, it's not going to be enough for you to build a profitable coaching practice in your first year or two. So The old school stuff is really important. And I love to talk about this. And I'm thinking back now to when I started as a coach about 13 years ago, and some of the things that I did that I still recommend people do. And and honestly, I still do these things now. It's just maybe a little less structured than it was in the early days. So what we want is to get you booking clients and booking them now, making some money right away, right? Because if you are not profitable in your first year. If you don't meet those financial goals that you set for yourself and you remember in previous episodes, I talked about why it's so important to set a financial goal and have a really clear picture as to what that net goal is going to require. So you need to know your, understand your expenses and then the gross that will be required in terms of income to get you to that net. But you know, if you want to meet that, which I hope I hope everyone is out there working towards a specific financial goal, then you got to book clients and you have to make money. So here are some of the things that I have done and recommend coaches do that are more like offline marketing strategies or approaches things that you can do now to get leads and hopefully some paying clients from it. So this stuff, I just want to be really clear. It might feel like it's outside of your comfort zone. It definitely felt like it was outside of my comfort zone in the early years. And it still doesn't feel super comfortable to me, although I've gotten much more comfortable with it, with practice, like you will. So the very first thing, if you haven't done this yet, that I'm going to recommend you do is access your existing contacts. So take a look at who you've got as personal contacts in your phone or on your laptop, your email list, and who you've got as business contacts or contacts in the community. And then you're going to craft an email. And, you know, if you did this many years ago, you can go back and do this again if it's been a while since you've done it. But send an email out and let people know what it is you're doing And, you know, you're going to go through that list first and curate it a little bit. If there are people you haven't talked to in a bazillion years or who are likely not even at that email address anymore, then you want to take them off the list. But what you want to do is create a list of personal and business contacts. I mean, you may want to separate it into two groups and craft two different emails, one of which would be much more personal maybe and a little less formal for your personal contacts and one that is a little more professional and formal for the the business or community contacts. But you want to let them know, What you've done. So it might say something like mine, for example, I had left the practice of law. I'd been doing that for 12 or 13 years and I left that. And so mine said, you know, hey, I took this leap. I don't know if you know this about me, but I took this really big leap of faith and left my career after 12, 13 years. And you know, to follow my dream of living on the East coast of Canada and of building my own business. And I went back to school and I got certified and here's what I do now. And then I talked about my niche. So the community that I served, I talked about my approach as a coach and the problem that I help people solve. I put all of that in the email and then I specifically asked them to support me. And that's really important. You want to have a specific ask in there. So on your personal list, it might, might say something like you're receiving this email because you have always been such a positive, supportive person in my life. And I am asking you to do that one more time for me. I would love it if you would help me share the word about this new business and you can ask them to share the email or to just talk about what you're doing with their friends, their friends and their family. And then you can also specifically ask them If they have any work for you. So, for example, as a new coach, one of the things I recommend and we're going to talk about in another episode, I'm sure, of this podcast is that you come up with kind of a signature presentation. Whatever your niche is, whatever your specialty is as a coach, something that addresses the, you know, sort of the broader topic that you help clients with that you can offer to employment groups, so groups of employees, or to community groups, or even to personal groups like book clubs and that kind of thing. And you can actually ask people in this email if they have a group that might be interested in having you come in and do a presentation. And in the beginning, that can be free, a free presentation. I did so many free presentations in the early days. At some point, you're going to want to start to charge for that. And I now charge really good rates for speaking, but in the beginning I did so many things for free. So that email should have a specific ask at the end of it. And also if you're starting a newsletter, you have a newsletter list going, then you're you you're probably going to want to include the link to sign up for that newsletter. I got a lot of people signing up for my newsletter just from that first email that I sent out to my contacts. You know, so you can specifically ask people and this, you know, some of these people you may want to send a direct email to. So just a single direct email to them people that you know really well, for example, and personalize it. And then you could ask to take them out for lunch. I think it's anytime you can see somebody face-to-face, it's always going to be more impactful or get at least get on a phone call with them. And then you can specifically ask them if you know, they're involved in a group or they have a community organization that they work with, or they host a, you know, a, a once a month gathering of their, their friends, or they do a book club or something Would you be interested in having me come in? What would you think about me coming in and just doing a talk on this topic? Or we're gonna talk more about this. What could I do for you? And this is just a really great way to get the ball rolling and get people talking about what it is that you're doing. So access your contact list, send some emails out. If you haven't done that yet, please, I really I can't, I can't underscore how powerful this can be if you take your time and you craft some really great emails. Okay. That's the one thing I wanted to talk about. Another thing that I want to talk about, and this is where it starts to get a bit like uncomfortable for people, (laughs) is actually going out and visiting local businesses that serve a similar demographic to you, that work with the same kind of audience or group that you want to work with as a coach get out there, figure out who those people are. So in the early days I was out there literally kind of pounding the pavement, walking around the neighborhood, driving from place to place and talking to as many people as I could at places like local gyms. So the big gyms, but also the boutique gyms and studios like yoga studios, chiropractors, naturopathic doctors, medical doctors, physiotherapists, Those types of things. I went to natural food stores because I was working in in the beginning, I was working around food and wellness. And so I just looked for anybody who I thought might serve a similar demographic to the demographic that I was hoping to serve as as a coach. And I went in and I introduced myself. I had business cards with me. You could bring business cards, you could bring a little brochure that explains who you are. You could have a QR code that you let people scan or a business card with a QR code on it. But just get out there and actually talk to people, you know, and especially anybody that you already frequent as a customer. So if there's somebody that you are currently giving money to, so it's your naturopathic doctor, your physiotherapist, it's your local health food store that you go to, you know, once a month, go to those places for sure and say, Hey, I'm a customer here. I love your store. I just wanted to let you know about this new thing I'm doing. Do you have any, do you have any ideas, you know, around types of things that I could do that might actually support your clients or your patients? Ask that question. It's incredible how powerful that question is. So like, what's the biggest problem that your client or customers are dealing with, you know, that's related to this area that I coach in and how could I help you serve them better? what could i create or do for you that might benefit your clients your customer base your patient base and i have over the years created different things for different practitioners and different businesses that has been have been responsive to what they see as the needs of their group so i have tailored presentations to employee groups i have done school lunch solutions workshops for parents at schools. So schools have said, oh, we would love to be able to, you know, to get the, the quality of the school lunches up. Could you come in and do a talk on that? I have done for grocery stores. I have done, I did grocery store tours. I also used to do workshops at grocery stores in their community rooms on how to eat healthy on a budget. So there, you just have to get creative with this. But I think asking yourself, where are the places that I already spend money who already know me? That would be a great place to start, but then you can branch out from there. Um, and again, it's about asking them what you can do for them and getting really creative with it. Maybe you can leave business cards. Maybe you can, there's a spot, a bulletin board or a spot where you can put up a little PDF about what you do. Maybe there's a place where you can leave a few brochures for people to look at while they're sitting in the waiting room you know and then you can also with with these these local practitioners and businesses and i mean you can do this online as well i don't want to suggest that there isn't great opportunity for cross marketing and supporting other businesses online there is i'm just talking about the old school local stuff on this episode but you can you can also talk to people about cross-referrals. So nothing people love more than talking about themselves. So if you were, for example, to take out the local naturopath or physiotherapist for a coffee, you could say, listen, I really want to understand better what it is you do so that I can refer my clients to you if they're looking for what you're able to provide. I would love to be able to do some cross-referring here. The other thing that you can do with local practitioners or even other coaches who serve similar demographic to you, but do a different thing, have a different area of expertise or focus, is you can put together joint workshops. So you might, for example, have a local physiotherapy clinic, and you could ask them whether they'd be interested in having you come in to do a workshop on a Saturday on this particular topic, in conjunction with having some of their physiotherapists talk about something that's sort of complementary to that. So building joint workshops in the community is also a really creative way to get in front of a new group of people. This is all about creating that like no trust. It's about getting in front of people. People hear you talk. If people hear you answering questions in a, you know, educated, empathetic way and providing really creative solutions or ways of thinking about things, it's going to build that like no trust for you. So Anything that will help to get you in front of a group of people who fall within your demographic that you want to work with is a great idea, especially in the early years as you're trying to build your business. Okay. Two other things I want to talk about on this episode. I want to talk about the power of coaching network for you. So getting to know other coaches. Now this can be local or this can be online. I think most coaches are now coaching online, many exclusively online. I coach exclusively online now, but getting a sense of what other coaches are doing. So sending out emails to other coaches, take a look, get on the internet, look, see who's doing cool stuff with a similar demographic again, but not the exact focus, the same focus as you. So for example, I might go online and I might look for coaches who are Supporting professional women, but around specifically around career path. I don't really focus on that. I do do a little bit of that in the course of the fulfillment and life's purpose stuff that I coach around, but it's not my focus. I'm not a career coach, so I might look for career coaches for professional women in middle life who are transitioning out maybe of a career into more board roles or or something else. That would be a great coach for me to approach and say, Hey, this is what I do. I'm curious to learn more about what it is you do and to see whether there's any potential for us to either work together and put something together in terms of a joint workshop, or maybe I can get on your Instagram page one day. We can do a live together and I can share a topic, some information about a topic that might be helpful to your audience or vice versa. Or maybe we're just, there's some cross-referring that can be happening here. So talking to other coaches is really invaluable too there's there's so much gold to be mined here one thing that you can do is look for coaches who have groups so coaches who are running successful groups memberships that type of thing send them an email ask them hey just wondering if you bring in people to outside people to do master classes or to do workshops i'd love to offer you this workshop? This is something that I can do. Or is there a specific topic in the area that I coach in that might be, you know, a really helpful value add for your existing membership group? Get in front of as many people as you can. I have done so much of that. So I will go in and talk about burnout in intuitive eating groups, for example. It's not in any way in direct competition with what they do because I don't, coach around food anymore. That's not my, my niche. So you're looking again for something that's complementary to what you do, but serves a similar group. So ask people what you can do for them. I don't think I can emphasize that anymore here and think about what you would have done pre-pandemic. That's a great question. What would I have done pre-pandemic when it comes to marketing that I'm not doing now because I've gotten accustomed to sitting in front of a screen all day. Last thing, join local groups where business people gather. This is something that I did in my first year. And again, I think things have shifted. People have gotten accustomed to doing everything online and we're not meeting as much in groups, but we're getting back to that. And this is something that you can look into. What are the local business groups in your area? Is there a chamber of commerce? Probably. Is there a, you know, if you're, if you're a woman, is there a female um, business women's group? Is there a new business group? Is there an entrepreneurs organization? What groups in the community can you join of business people? Because that is such a great way to market is with other business people because business people have big groups of people that they serve. So again, do exactly the same things that I have talked about in conjunction with local professionals and, and businesses. And even other coaches, but do that with the business people. Get in there, introduce yourself. You want to have your elevator pitch ready. So your elevator pitch is the very concise statement of what you do, who you who you serve, what problem you solve, and what makes you unique as a coach. And this is something we spend tons of time on the B, in the B, B, in the BBB, really like finalizing and finessing until we get it to a place where it just rolls off our tongue. So you're going to want to have an elevator pitch ready. You're going know, to want to be able to concisely describe what it is you do as a coach, what the problem is that you solve and how you do it in a unique way, what sets you apart from other coaches. So that when you're talking to these business people, you can, you can articulate that so they can understand what it is you do, but you can also do it in a memorable way. And, you know, remember this. This is the last thing I want to say about the whole topic of old school marketing and marketing in general and and social media is included in this. What goes around eventually comes around. And with marketing, it is not about putting the work in and then immediately seeing the benefit of that. There's lots of research out there about how many times you need to get in front of someone's face on average, like have them actually hear from you, see your face, see messaging from you before they're going to be, at a stage where they're ready to actually hand you over any money. And it's not one or two times. It's like seven plus times people need to see your face. So you need to remember that. This is not about talking to somebody once and then having them immediately book to work with you. This is a, a slow build, but it works. And again, I have so many examples now, as somebody who's been doing this for you know 13 years, so many examples of people who have come back years later after seeing me, send me an email and they say, Oh, Hey, my sister was at this thing that you did five years ago. And I was just talking to her last weekend about this problem I'm having. And she suggested I reach out to you or, Oh, you know, I've been listening to your podcast since season one. And I really love listening. You know, I really love listening to you. I feel like, you know, I'm just sitting down with a friend and a cup of tea. Every time I listen to one of your episodes on bite-sized balance and You know, I've been thinking about this for now for the last six months and I'm finally taking the plunge. I'm reaching out and asking you if you can help me like that, that kind of thing happens. And the same thing happens on social media. I'll have people following me for a long time. And then before, you know, before they reach out personally in direct messages, they start to comment maybe occasionally on posts. They're liking more of my posts. And then eventually there's a DM that comes in that's just far more personal. Sometimes it's a conversation that happens in the DMs and there's absolutely no selling happening on my part. That's often how it starts. We're just having a conversation and I might offer up some ideas for solutions. And then eventually those people end up becoming paying clients of mine, either in group programming or in in one-on-one. So this is a slow build and If you have an experience where you go and you do a presentation or you're in front of a group and there's nothing obvious that comes out of that right away, that is totally okay. I promise you, you will see the benefit of all of this. It's about playing the long game here. It's about sticking with it. It's about continuing to do it and have fun while you're out there doing it. That's the way to actually build some momentum and get people actually excited about what it is that you're doing. You got to show up excited about it yourself. And I think if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, this is all about making a sale that is going to translate so quickly and it's going to turn people off. So don't worry about making sales. That's not what this is about. This is about building your audience and getting your name out there. So get out there. And start doing some of this stuff if you're not doing it already. This is how I built my business in my first couple of years. This is how I got my first paying clients. They did not come from Facebook. And even even though at that time, 13 years ago, Facebook was really easy to use as a new business because... It wasn't being used in the same way with there wasn't as much like paid advertising and all of that happening. And and everybody was seeing all of my posts when I posted them. So it was a much easier vehicle for small businesses to use to build an audience and to build business. But even, even though that was happening and my Facebook page was growing really rapidly, I was making my sales through these types of things through getting out there in the community. I used to go into women's homes and do cooking demonstrations and, talk to them about the value of real food ingredients and show them how to do things simply and laugh with them and i would as i said do presentations in offices and presentations for community groups and presentations for friends groups and i took a lot of people out for coffee and talked to them about this and i belonged to a lot of organizations and showed up at a lot of networking events and The majority of that stuff did not lead to a direct client that day or the next day, but it did lead to me over time getting a pretty steady stream of referrals and work. And it allowed me to meet my financial targets for my first year in business, which is what gave me the confidence to keep going the next year. So that's what I want for you. That's what this podcast is all about. Hopefully you found these strategies helpful and there are at least a couple of things that you're not doing, or it's been a long time since you did them that you can, that you can work on over the next few weeks. Thanks as always for listening to the coaching edge. If you love this episode, I'd love it. If you would go and post a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, that is so helpful to me. One small business person to another. Let's support each other. Have an amazing week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you're coming away with renewed energy and some creative inspiration for your coaching business. If you're looking for more business support and community with like-minded coaches, please follow me on Instagram at Wendy McCallum Coach and check out my popular BBB membership for coaches at com forward slash BBB. And if you love what you heard today, please leave a rating and a review to let other coaches know that this is a podcast worth listening to. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you and I'll see you next time.